Ladies and gentlemen, it's been almost 80 days. J&J's back. Julian, what up? How you been? How's life been treating you? Hey, man, it's been a crazy 80 days. Um, you know, you and I both know it's been hectic. We've been uh, doing big moves. Um, so, you know, it's it's crazy. I didn't, it doesn't feel like 80 days, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, this year's been weird. <clears throat> some like some months I feel like time flies super slow or it just it's going by super slow and then it just flies by real quick. So yeah, it's almost May. Uh so last time you guys heard from us, we were <laughs> we were giving a Super Bowl preview and we never discussed it right after. So uh, I mean the Bucks win. The Bucks are champs. I don't know how you felt about it. I mean, I do know, but just to let everybody else know. Your NFC money, South. Like, uh, oh yeah, I remember. We you told me to bet a hundred for you. Jesus, I put the Chiefs big money on the Chiefs. Um, parlay was good, kind of similar to yours. Um, had everything right, just missing. Uh, I was missing a Tyreek Hill touchdown. Yeah, I was missing every was, Chiefs player touchdown. Yep, they didn't even score anything, so that was very disappointing. But <clears throat> overall, the game was pretty fun till the end. Um, uh, I mean the Bucks. The Bucks are the Bucks. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm you know I'm gonna give my flowers to Brady. He's the goat. Um, I was always a hesitant to call him the goat. Um, just you know, him in New England with Belichick and stuff. You know, it's it's kind of it made he he kind of had life easier with Belichick there. Um, and we'll talk about the Patriots later in the, in the show. But um, yeah, I mean Brady, Brady. You know, I give him his flowers. He moved to a new city. Uh, pretty much took that team from being good to being Super Bowl champ. So it's major respect to him. Um, I hate the team, though, but, you know, they're an NFC South rival. I always want to whoop their asses, especially the season coming up. But, you know, you got to give respect where respect is. And, you know, that's that's the Bucks. That's what the Bucks have right now is they got the respect from everybody in the, in the league, and they're going to probably run it back, to be quite honest with you. So. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, there's nothing really else to say about that Super Bowl. We can just jump right into free agency. But I mean, they did run it back. The only person they really haven't signed is uh, Antonio Brown, which I don't know, depending on who you talk to, I don't really feel like he was that significant. He had a really he didn't really have a significant role in the team. But I mean, you know, the rich get richer. I feel like they're going to sign him eventually. And they're going to work something out the one year deal probably. But I mean, he was good when, the, when, you know, his number was called upon. So um, speaking of, you know, teams loading, up, I mean, the chiefs loading up that offensive line after getting destroyed in that game. I mean, that defense was all over Patrick Mahomes. That was the first game you could tell where he was uncomfortable. He couldn't do what he wanted to do. And I mean, I, I can't really blame Nobody can blame him. Like, he put everything out there, and they were missing both their tackles due to injury. Uh, one of their guards opted out. I think they had a backup center playing. Like, I mean, it was just terrible, the luck that they had towards the end of the year. So, Yeah, um, I totally understand. But, you know, I got to give my flowers to Mahomes, too. He yeah. he made one of the most amazing throws in, those game, in that game. Mind you, I was semi-drunk. I'm not proud of it, but I don't remember some of the throws live, but... <laughs> Um, looking back at it like a day or two after, those were some amazing throws he made despite the O-line. He looked, he looked like Russell Wilson out there because Russell Wilson never has an O-line. And, you know, he's earning that contract, quite frankly. You know, people always used to criticize Mahomes for, like, uh, you know, having that O-line, having those weapons around him. 
making life easy. But you know, he he put in his his uh his work in that Super Bowl and he tried to earn that ring. And fortunately, it didn't come the way it did. But I mean, he you got to give his flowers too. He he put up a great game that day. Uh, may not show up in the stats, but he he tried his best, and that's all you can do from a quarterback. I mean, just imagine if some of those dudes actually caught the balls that he was throwing, like the one where he's like, he's falling down, he's in midair, and he still threw a, a dot. And mm-hmm. the running back, I forgot who it was. I don't think it was Edward Teller. I think it was somebody else dropped it. I mean, just dropped it. Yeah. And another one where he was getting pulled down from his shoulder pads, and he still ended up throwing it close to Tyreek Hill. Uh, questionable if he could have caught it, but he still put it in the vicinity. But, I mean, I like the moves they made. Getting Joe Tooney, which I was pissed about. I I don't understand why we let him walk. But, you know, it is what it is. It was a, it was a hefty contract, five years, $80 million, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's one of the biggest um, per year, correct? <clears throat> Maybe for a guard. I'm not too yeah, sure. Yeah, for a guard, I believe so. Yeah. And then they traded for Orlando Brown yesterday, I believe, or the day before. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised the Ravens traded him to the Chiefs out of all teams. I agree. I agree. I mean, that's that's literally your only competition is, is the Chiefs and, and then just help them out there. I mean, they did get some value back, though, and I feel like that was the only reason why they pulled the trigger is because no other team was offering what the Chiefs were offering. Yeah. Yeah, first, the fourth, and the sixth, I think. Mm-hmm. I forgot what years the picks were, but um, I don't know what I – know, I know we're going to talk about the Patriots and what they did, but I, what's going on with your Falcons, bro? Like, in, in free agency, they didn't really do much. Yeah, well, we, we ain't got the money right now. We're kind of tight with cap space. Uh, with all those restructured contracts we gave out to Julio and um, Matt Ryan and, and them boys, uh, like, two years ago, a year ago, and I just kind of bite us in the, in the ass right now. Uh, we're kind of in the cap dump. Uh, we don't have much to spend. Um, I feel like with this new regime, they kind of are hesitant to give out these big contracts in their first year with, with my, my guy, Terry. But, you know, it's they're going to try to build through the draft. And then at some point, we are going to spend big money once Matt Ryan's contract is off the books and Julio's and stuff like that. So that was to be expected. I wasn't expecting them to, to go hard in free agency. I was kind of wanting them to just stay low for now. So if what did surprise me, though, I will say about the Falcons is they let go of a good chunk of their defense. The safeties, yeah. we have no safeties. I think we just signed one the day um but we lost keanu neal i think he's with the cowboys now uh, ricardo allen i think is also in dallas um i don't know what happened to um i think Monte casey i don't I know i think casey and and keanu went to dallas and ricardo went to cincy yeah yeah it was like something like that so i mean we lost all three of our safeties and they were very good quality safeties about two <clears> three years ago so if you were to tell me that two three years ago that we were gonna lose all three of their safeties i would have just laughed at you but i mean it's it's the truth now we don't have no safeties we secondary is pretty weak i mean we just have aj terrell and that's it so kind of concerns me a little bit but you know i'm gonna wait to the draft see what we what we pick up then there and then we'll make that judgment in about a month or so what are like for you three teams that won free agency i know it's hard to tell but just off the the moves that they made mm-hmm. they improve their team besides the Chiefs we just spoke about so um well one right off the bat I mean you can agree with me it's the New England Patriots I mean I don't know what's going on in Belichick's head but Jesus man this guy went off and picked up every free agent possible this season <laughs> this offseason I mean but you know he's just making a statement I mean they had a really bad year last year and they were criticizing him so you know hats off to Belichick and that organization right now in New England and just stay aggressive stay in winning mode and not not uh pretty much giving up at this point you know because you could have easily just 
you know, dump the whole roster and just start all over again, you know, but Belichick's trying to keep the foot on the gas pedal and, and keep this team moving forward. He's getting his defensive players back from last year that they uh, gave up in COVID. So, I mean, I think they're big winners. Obviously they're, I think they're the biggest winners in my opinion. I'll say the chiefs at two. I know you mentioned the chiefs, but at three, I would probably say, I mean, to be quite honest with you, I might go the Buccaneers. I know they didn't really pick up anybody, but they re-signed their guys that were in free agency. So that's a big plus on their part. Mm -hmm. You know, like we just mentioned earlier, they running it back and you know, this team, this team's looking good. They felt like at the end of the season, they were clicking in all cylinders and, you know, that's that's kind of what they might need for next season. Uh, just, they're going to be all together. They're going to have the second year, everybody all together, and they're going to they're gonna run it back, essentially, like we said. So they're, they're also big winners. I know they didn't pick up anybody, but it was also key that they didn't lose anybody. Yeah. Um, so that was big. Um, just another one, I mean, I guess I would say, hmm, I don't know, man. Right off the bat, I can't really think of anybody. Because you could pick some winners here and there, but, I mean, I think they're small winners. Like, I guess the Giants with Kenny Galladay. Um, that was a decent pickup. I mean, it's the Jets with Corey Davis. Um, but, I mean, I guess I would say the Buffalo Bills. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, man, I know he didn't have a good stint in, in New Orleans, but I still think he, he still has a little bit left in the gas tank with Buffalo, and he doesn't need to be the number one guy. He might not even be the number two guy, you know. So, But, I mean, I think he's going to be effective there in Buffalo. Josh Allen's had another weapon for him. And, you know, speaking of quarterbacks, they did get Mitchell Trubisky, and I know he's not going to hmm. be their starter, but – you know, he, 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 maybe, maybe he, yeah, maybe he just needed a new scenery, you know, maybe Chicago just wasn't the place for him and maybe Buffalo will, you know, uh, get him back to the right direction in terms of progression and stuff. So, you know, you just never know. I mean, Josh Allen could get hurt at any time and Mitch Trubisky could step in and, you know, have a decent uh, season. I'm not saying he's going to have an MVP here in, in, in Buffalo if he ever plays, mm -hmm. but you know, it's just, it's a good scenery to have. So I think that was a good pickup on their part. You know, it was a cheap deal too. So, you never know. Maybe Mitchell Trubisky will like it there and resign, and they can probably use him for trade value at some point. So we'll see. But I like that as well. Yeah, I agree. The Patriots getting those two tight ends, which we were both shocked that I thought Johnny was that was it. I thought that was going to be our big acquisition, and then they got Hunter Henry. I don't know how how they did that. I don't know if Johnny didn't know they were going to get him, or they told him, "Hey, it's going to be a two tight end system like we used to run." So I mean, that's a I'm 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 happy with with some of the moves they made. I don't. It's questionable to give Nelson Aguilar 22 million over two years, but I mean, I get we needed receivers. There wasn't really that many like marquee free agent wide receivers out in the market like that. So besides Galladay, of course, but I don't think we would have given him that money. So I agree with that. The Patriots, the Chiefs, and. Hmm. I have another team in mind that I was just thinking about, and I'm going to go ahead and say the Denver Broncos. I actually like their pickups this offseason. Um, Can you, you refresh know, they, my memory? What did the, what did they do? Uh, they got Justin Simmons. Obviously, they re-signed him to okay. a big contract. I think he has the biggest contract now as a safety, which is very key. He's one of the biggest safeties in the league, so that was very important on their part. Um, they got Kareem Jackson um, hmm. to return. You know, that was, I Oh, think they got Kyle Fuller. I remember they got that. Kyle Fuller, which was a really big one. That was yeah. probably my favorite signing um, in terms of defense. Um, in this off season. So that was very big. Um, you know, just as, as I mentioned, Ronald Darby, you know, that was a big contract they had. Mm -hmm. um, they got rid of AJ Boye. So that was a good replacement. So, and then Shelby Harris, you know, re-signing him as well. Uh, that was also big, you know, so I just feel like this defense is slowly, I'm not saying they will right now, but slowly going back to that Super Bowl defense they had mm -hmm. uh, five, six years ago when they won the chip. So, you know, this is just a good start. This is a good start, you know, revamping the defense. That's what Denver's all about is defense first. And, 
you know, they'll address the, maybe the, the quarterback position in the draft. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of like these signings too. I'm not saying they're big winners. They might be third or fourth, but, you know, they're up there. And, and I'm impressed with the Denver signings. We'll see how they turn out. Yeah, I'll say my – since you're giving four teams, I'd say the Jets. I like the moves they made. Mm-hmm. Corey Davis signing. Carl Lawson, underrated signing. He's a really good defensive lineman. Uh, nobody really paid attention to him because he was in Cincinnati. So, you know, hard to, <laughs> I mean, come on, but uh, they're going to have Zach Wilson, obviously in the draft. So I just feel like with uh, Salah going there, I, they're building, they're really cleaning up Adam Gase's mess. So mm-hmm. I like some of the moves they made. And I mean, I'll say the 49ers, I, I know they didn't get like, you know, oh my goodness, like they got, you know, D hop or whatever, but they got, some D-line depth, which they really needed last yeah. year, and that really, you know, derailed them. Um, and trading for the number three pick, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I mean, getting a chance, which I, I don't agree with the pick they're going to make if that's the pick, but being aggressive and getting a young QB to develop. And these these QBs are good. Like, I, I like Fields. I like Lance. Like I said, Mac Jones, if that's the pick, I'm not too sure about that to go to number three. But, you know, Jimmy G cannot be trusted. He cannot – he can't stay healthy for more than four games. So mm-hmm. I get why they did it. I just don't understand the the reasoning on why they want Mac Jones if that's the case. But, hey, I, I like the I like that they got um, D-line help. And then I think they got a corn. I can't even remember. I don't know if they're going to re-sign Sherman or not. But I like that they went up to number three. And I hope they don't pick Fields or Lance because, you know, I want the Patriots to get them. But, hey, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, we'll talk that about that later. But, yeah, I, I can can I just say I think the biggest loser, and I know winners lose, blah, blah, blah. But I think the biggest loser this whole offseason, this whole year, past year, the Houston Texans are, are just god-awful. <laughs> I mean, the fact that – and. I understand it's going to sound, I don't know, but I feel like the fact that they sat on Deshaun Watson the way they did, it it, it bit them in the ass because then all these allegations came out and now they literally can't trade him and knowing he's not going to show up to training camp and all that. And I, you know, like I said, if, if all that's true, that's coming out, like that's disgusting. I hope, you know, he gets the justice, the just dues that he deserves because that's fucking awful that, yeah. All those like sexual allegations came out, and his lawyer backtracking, saying, "Well, it was all consensual." That mm, not you kind of screwed your client over, but I mean, if it's true, I hope you did screw him over because that's fucked up. But uh, you know, Houston, I don't know what's going on down there. I know they have um Casario as their GM, but they have that dude Jack Easterby basically running the whole team, and I don't know what's going on. They're picking up all old Patriots, Lions, Giants. I don't. I don't know what's going on with them, but they're the biggest losers to me the past two years. Just the decision-making that they made in their front office and, you know, Bill O'Brien being there and now he's gone and it hasn't gotten any better. The head coach, I I, I couldn't even – if he walked right in front of me, I couldn't tell you he was the head coach of the Houston <laughs> Texans. So I, I just think I, agree. I just think every move that they're making as an organization is just uh, – if this if there was a book how how not to run an organization by dumb like for dummies the Houston Texans would be the prime example of that because I can't believe what's going on down there but I don't know if you have another team that you were disappointed in this offseason besides them I mean I kind of want to touch base on that too I mean Deshaun Watson 
uh, you know, that's just an ugly situation right now. And it's unfortunate because, you know, he he was one of the hottest quarterbacks to get this offseason. <clears throat> and just obviously every team's moved on from him. And yeah. it seems like Houston might be moving on from him too soon. We'll see how that investigation goes out. But, I mean, you're right. And it's it's getting to the point where I feel like no player wants to play in Houston unless you're like a rookie trying to make a name for themselves. Um, no free agent wants to go there. Um, unless you offer them big money, then, you know, you can't turn down big money. So I can't blame them. Or journeymen. Of course, journeymen too who <laughs> yeah. want another shot. But, like, key free agent, marquee guys, you know, they're never going to go there yeah. unless you offer mm-hmm. them big money. Um, but it's just getting to the point. I mean, I have this sense that it's going to get so ugly down there that, you know, ownership might have to start selling the team. I know it's not going to happen, obviously. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it just feels like it's going that way with just the way they're <clears> running <throat> things and all the criticism they're taking from the media and fans and stuff. So it's just getting really ugly. And, you know, we'll see. Maybe they'll make another move in, in the draft that's going to piss everybody off, but we'll see. I mean, it's just ugly right now, and, you know, it's unfortunate, but, I mean, it's the Houston curse, and I think I told you briefly or I told Thomas, um, you know, it's just the curse that happened since the cheating allegations with the Astros. I mean, hmm. you know, Houston, Texas have been going down. James Harden has left the Rockets. You know, the Astros are, are, are stinking it up right now. So it's just the Houston curse. The whole city is just not doing well right now. And it's, and it's funny, but I don't feel bad for them, quite frankly. So it is what it is with that whole city. Um, I, I kind of sounds like I hate the city, but, you know, I've never been there, so I can't really judge them much. But in terms of their sports organizations, you know, I'm glad they're all stinking it up there. So it is what it is. They're cursed there from their allegations. But, I mean, another team I wanted to just point out quickly um, that just comes out of the top of my head is the Chicago Bears. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, Andy picking Dawn. up Andy Dawn. Like, <laughs> what kind of upgrade is that from Mitch Trubisky? You're literally going to be in the same situation you are next season. Um, no disrespect to Andy Dawn. He was a good quarterback in Cincinnati. But, you know, I just it does, he's not going to take your team to the Super Bowl, especially with that defense you have. You have the potential of going far and you got to have at least a better quarterback than Andy Dalton behind center. And it's not, he's not going to be the guy that takes you there. So they wasted that talent. I mean, Fuller's gone. Roberts Harris went to the Jaguars, which I mean, nobody really knows him, but if you watch football closely, he was a really good D lineman that helped them out depth wise. And when they like to rotate players out, he was still a good player. And, you know, just every, I, I can't understand how, Ryan Pace, and I guess I hate saying this, but like the fact that he still has a job there, it blows my mind, honestly. Like, the again, another organization, I'm glad you pointed them out because I would have just went by them because they're just they're, they're terrible the way they're run. Like, Ryan Pace and Nagy, Nagy's still the coach, I don't know how that is, but hey, he's still there. But, um, you know, it started with the whole Mitchell Trubisky pick that just basically derailed their whole future and i know the double doink happened and all that but you have khalil mack you have uh this is when they were in that super bowl window they had trevath and they had fuller they had eddie jackson they still have some of those players but the fact that they have to keep losing players and substituting them out and for decent players not great players like what a what a terrible waste of potential and talent that they had and they blew it. Honestly, they blew it. I'm glad you brought them up. Like I yeah, said, I, I mean, probably would have got just, the only the only the way I see them salvaging this team right now for the upcoming season is if they go ahead and draft or a quarterback, you know, one of these premier top four quarterbacks that are gonna get taken off the board um in the draft coming up. But I mean, other than that, I just don't see this team really going anywhere. They might make a playoff run, but that's it. I don't see them as Super Bowl contenders and stuff. And it's fat, like you just mentioned, that defense was elite. Um, and once again, they're going to rely on that defense to win them some football games this season. So it's, it's sad at this point, but it is what it is. Chicago's never learned. So, you know, that's all you can say. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if there's any other moves that surprised you. Let me just get into the draft if you want. Or actually, I know you wanted to touch on a little basketball before then. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll take a little break from football real quick because I know you want to go a little boxing rant and stuff too. So, um, basketball. You know, <laughs> I just want to say. Uh, there's no favorite out there, which is kind of great. It's good for basketball right now. I mean, I know Brooklyn has their big three right now going on and stuff, and they got Blake Griffin. But quite frankly, you know, we, we really can't tell who's going to come out of each conference. Um, I know the Jazz are number one. Phoenix. Yeah, I don't believe in the up. Jazz. Um, <laughs> I need the wife. But, I mean, Phoenix, I believe in Phoenix more than Yeah, me too. They're, so, they're surprising to me. Not, I mean, not too surprising, but, I mean, damn. <laughs> The hey, minute, we called it though. We called it in the beginning. Yeah, we were gonna, talking about basketball. Just about to say that. It's like the minute that trade happened, you and I both said Phoenix is gonna make noise, and it just it, it irks me because the media did not believe it. The media said no, like Chris Paul's a great addition, but he's not gonna take him to the next level. And you know, it just it just I kind of want to go on a rant right now and say like it pisses me off that like these people in the media get paid thousands of dollars to make to make a point or make a, a statement that literally you could tell from miles away is not true. Um, like in terms of that Phoenix acquisition, like Chris Paul is one of the best leaders in the NBA. I knew that's what Phoenix needed. And that's why they're in the position they are today because of an addition like him. I mean, if he's not just your, you're like, Oh, you know, he's just a great point guard in the league. That's going to take him, you know, here and here. Like, no, like I know when you and I both know Chris Paul is one of the best players in the league in terms of leadership and skill and, you know, this is why Phoenix is number two, and they can make a serious threat to make an NBA Finals. I mean, I'm not saying they are favorites, but they're they're a threat. They're a threat in this league right now, and it just gets me mad that these people, especially like ESPN people, they just they come out and say the stupidest things in the world, and you know, we can all spot it from a mile away that it's not true and stuff. So I just, sorry, I had to say that. Um, my Lakers aren't looking too good, but it is what it is. Injuries happen. Um, I kind of expected that with the shortest offseason ever in the history of the league. Uh, man, they just they just fucking killing us right now at this point. But it's what it is. They're coming back healthy soon. Um, not too worried. Nuggets, Lakers, first round. That would be so fucking interesting. I'm not gonna lie to you. That would be the best first round matchup. And I would have my my butt glued to the seat. Um, in terms of the East, though, I I love Philly. Joel Embiid has re has like I don't know revived his career. I guess he didn't really lose it. But this man is my MVP right now. Um, but I mean, Brooklyn right now, it's the same thing as Lakers. They're all hurt. I don't know if they're going to come back healthy. I mean, it's just at some point you got to play basketball. And I just feel like these guys are not, are just choosing not to play, even though they're hurt, they can still play through it and they're not. And it's just concerning to me. So I don't know what's going on in Brooklyn, but yeah. I wanted to hear your take though. Who, who's coming out of the West and the East right now for like, just real quick. Ooh. Um, And I know we'll get, we'll get into like, Playoff predictions as you know, as we get close to the season. When postseason starts, I know we're gonna like make an episode out of it. But I just wanted to hear your opinion right now. Like just looking at these games right now, looking at the season standings and stuff. Um, who do you have on both sides? If I had to choose right now, I would say Phoenix, just because of what you said and what we've said before. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Paul and I this is what Devin Booker always needed. He needed a point guard and he he needed it. <clears throat> leader there uh, and I think Monty Williams being there as well really helps this team out because him and Chris Paul have that history from New Orleans and I don't feel like people really understand that like that to go into a situation it's not new it's not oh 
I have to learn everything all over it. Like you're just going, it, it's you just got to refresh your memory a little bit. So I, I think right now, um, the the Suns I, I would say would be the favorites in my opinion. I don't believe in the Jazz. Um, too many times I, I feel like they have potential, and I've heard this from a couple of places, but they do have potential to be the Spurs of 2014. Like they have the players to move the ball and score at at any given moment. It's just Donovan Mitchell, I feel like at times, and, and Rudy Rudy Gobert, I'd say Rudy Gobert more. I'm not I'm not trying to be Shaq. I'm not trying to be a hater, but sometimes he doesn't show up when they really need him, and that's really the only other player they have. I know Conley. Conley's Conley. He is what he is. What he is like, he'll give you some offensive spurts here and there. But I don't know. It, if it only comes down to Mitchell, no, I don't trust that just hero ball we've seen it several times and it never works out um so i don't believe in them the lakers i when they get healthy you know i understand that they're the favorites no matter what when lebron and ad's out there but we still just we just have to see how they come back like if they come back not not 100 percent, then we have an issue and i feel like the suns can you know steal the west this year this is their this is the best chance to go to the finals so I, i think right now i'd pick them and the yeast, uh, again, the Nets, the, their big three can't stay healthy. I don't even know how many games they played together. I, I think it's less than double digits, if I'm yeah, being honest. Like seven or eight, I believe. Yeah, they just can't stay healthy. I know Kyrie's doing Ramadan, so he's fasting, so he's missing some games here and there. And, um, you know, he, he was boycotting, not boycotting, but missing a couple games in the beginning of the season due to personal issues, whatever that may be. Um, I think Philly, uh, with Embiid coming back healthy and, you know, I like to, the Tobias, oh, shit, excuse me, <laughs> Tobias Harris, I think he's made a jump. Ben Simmons is a defensive player of the year, in my opinion. He's, the what the fact that he's shutting down people, like, literally shutting them down. It shut down Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard. He didn't shut down LeBron, but he's giving him he was giving him issues that one game a long time ago. But um I think Philly right now, if the Nets can't stay healthy and Kevin Durant cannot play more than a week of basketball, which is scary. Like he had an Achilles and now he's just having lower leg issues every other week. So that's something to monitor. If they if KD can't come back. Especially playoff times, obviously, but like if he can't come back, Philly to me has to be the favorite right now. It's just crazy. Like this season's really crazy, and it just shows the effects of the bubble on a lot of these teams. Because like the like like the Lakers and the Heat, two teams that played in the finals and they had to come right back to in into the regular season in December. The the season ended at the end of October, so it's like the health. You can tell the teams aren't right feel like that's affected the i don't know just the flow of games you know people getting covid and everything it's just no i agree a, and, a lot and, of just factors that and have if you notice up. if you notice the top two teams in each conference right now well i mean and on the west the jazz and suns they they got bounced out of the bubble real early like they had a mm-hmm. really normal off season they had plenty of time to rest their bodies and you know get ready for the next season i mean and then on the other side, I know Philly got bounced in the first round of Boston. Yeah. Um, and I think I believe Brooklyn. I mean Brooklyn. I mean they got eliminated too in the first round, and they didn't even have their star players in the bubble at that time. So they're yeah, they kind of fresh. The they didn't, right? Something. I, yeah, something like Portland that. Portland eliminated them. 
That's right. That's right. Um, but I mean, those two, like those two teams in each conference, they didn't really stay in the bubble for that long, so they both had a normal off season. And you're right. I like the I like the point out what you just said with the bubble effects. Like it, it did take a toll on these players' bodies, and and you know you can see it. I mean, I know we got COVID going on too still, and it's unfortunate, but. I mean, it, it did have a lasting effect. And, I mean, maybe next season we, we hopefully get things back to normal and these players can get a normal offseason. But, yeah, this you're right. It, I didn't think of it as much, but the bubble did have a big effect on these players from long term, especially this season. So, I mean, just look at how Miami started this season. They weren't even in the picture. Obviously, the, the their bodies had to recover again with the Lakers. I'm surprised LeBron even played as many so games I. as he did. I thought he was going to take like the first two months off or something like that. Yeah. But the fact that he was trying to get the MVP in the beginning and he got hurt, which we never see happen. I don't, I don't remember the last time I've seen LeBron hurt in the regular season. I know he rests and they sit him sometimes, but like hurt from, I just can't, I don't remember the last time that's even happened. So, I mean, that's, that, that's what really jumped out to me. Obviously AD getting hurt. I mean, the Lakers are throwing out a seat, a, a JV team out there right now, obviously. With, and they picked up Drummond, which I like. I like that acquisition. I hated that he went there because I wanted the Celtics to get him. But, you know, you guys got a good pickup in him. Um, I do, I do want to say that real quick. I wanted to ask you this since we're talking about Drummond pickup. Do you think it's good for basketball that there's a lot of players? Because I feel like that's just a trend now, recent, recent seasons, where a lot of players are doing buyouts with their current teams and they go ahead and sign with one of these, like, you know, like super teams, I guess you can say, um, for like the minimum for that season. Do you like that or, or do you want to change in the rules um, for the upcoming season? Um, I think they need to just, they need to fix something. Like I, I, I understand buyouts. Like I, I'm surprised Kevin Love hasn't got bought out yet. got bought out yet, honestly. Like the fact that he's still in the Cavs <laughs> for this long is insane. But, you know, he signed the contract, so whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Just something rubs me the wrong way that you know like a drumming imagine if he went to the to the nets i mean the the amount of people that would say oh this is unfair like he could have he could have went to the nets he went to the lakers obviously people were still get complaining about that but yeah i think so i think there needs to be like is there waivers in basketball i'm trying to think i there, i'm like there blanking. is but, but with, in terms of buyouts, so like a buyout is essentially you're just you give up. They need to do something like money. that. They need to do a system like that to where, if like, uh, I mean, it's up to the player too. I don't know, bro. It's tough. It's a tough situation. I get what you're asking me, but like to fix, I don't think there is any solution to it. But there, I feel like there needs to be some some sort of solution with that because yeah, it does suck. Like the fact that let's say one year, and I know it's far fetched, but if Carl Anthony Towns wants to get bought out and they buy him out. And let's say, I don't know, the, I don't want to say the Nets, but like Milwaukee, <laughs> like Milwaukee wants them. Okay. I want to go to Milwaukee because they're, I, I can put them over the hump. Like, I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I hate it. I, I really yeah. quite frankly, hate it. I know we're kind of a product of the system right now with my Lakers getting drumming and stuff, but I mean, you just, I, I kind of accepted it. I mean, I, I, I was fine with it the past recent like seasons, you know, because I feel like these signings that people get, like it didn't really. It's usually like, mid-level players. Yeah, like. I, I and that's a good thing that you said, but like it just feels. I mean, Drummond's a decent like he's he used to be an all-star, and you he know, had I a feel good like, season before they sat him. Like, exactly, he was playing and, good. 
and that's my point is like you see these players go ahead and sign with these bigger teams you know teams that have a shot at winning and i understand i'm not like bashing the player you know for doing this because you yeah. know, if, you do, if you have a chance of winning a ring you know by all means go for it mm-hmm. you know but it's just it just seems like these these other teams like what's what's the point of even playing then if if you're going to go ahead and buy out your your star players and you're just going to go out and play you know your your rookies and your young players and you know that's good you know get some playing time and stuff but like in the nba it's different you know how often are you going to see a player turn into a superstar um you know from out of nowhere you know you never see a player that goes undrafted really and, and turns into like a really like an all-star that can you know take your team to the next level you don't see that and i don't like it i mean these small market teams like i can only imagine how it feels to be like a detroit pistons fan like mm-hmm. jesus christ like you lost blake griffin and and then you lost Drummond at some point before, you know, you traded him to the Cavs. Like, you know, what? at some point, when are you going to say, like, enough's enough? Like, you're losing all these star players to bigger market teams. And, you know, it's just bad for the league, in my opinion. Um, but, like, like literally Brooklyn, this is where I drew the line. I mean, Brooklyn got Blake Griffin, which is, you know, it's fine. Like, it's stung, but it's fine. But then you go ahead and get LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, Jesus Christ. And I know he retired and, you know, hope his health, you know, hope he gets better health-wise and stuff. Um, but I mean, it's just like, damn, like what if Lamar Rodgers became a, like an all-star again, you know, like yeah. they literally have like a stacked team over there as it is and go ahead and sign the next best free agent possible. Like, I don't know, man, it's just, it's, I'm not liking it. It's not good for the league in my opinion. Um, I feel like if you're going to go ahead and get another player, like that caliber, you go ahead and trade them and give up assets mm-hmm. and not just wait for a buyout. Cause I just feel like the trade deadline is kind of diminishing as of recent years because, you know, most teams now realize, like, oh, I could just go ahead and wait for the buyout market to start, and I could get these players without giving up anything at all. And you know, it's it stings, but like, this is this is the NBA right now, and I don't like it. Something needs to change. I don't know. I don't have the solution to me in the top of my head right now either. But I mean, something needs to change because this is just unacceptable. Yeah, because I don't know if eliminating it as a whole would make anything better. I think players would complain about that, but yeah, it should. It just shouldn't happen to where. Oh, I'm unhappy. I don't want to be here no more. I'll just wait for a buyout because I, I said I want to go to this team and I'm only going to go to this team. And if they don't trade for me, well, guess what? I'm going to get bought out and I'm going to go to that team. Like, no, especially in this day and age in the NBA, like, like 80, for example, I don't really want to go to the Lakers. Like, oh, shit. Well, thanks. Like, <laughs> there's not much we can do. We can't really trade you anywhere. You have a no trade clause. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying I'm pro team. I get the players. They do what they want. They get the money. They get the rings, whatever. But just the the balance of power. That's what really. If that's what that shit really comes down to. And I don't. I, I don't want to go back to Miami Heat NBA and Warriors NBA. Like, I like this NBA. There's no favorite. Agreed. You know, we're we're watching. Everybody's just watching to see. Oh, I hope my team makes it. Not like years past where it's like okay. Cavs Warriors, I I can't wait for June, like yep. or Spurs Heat or or Heat versus whoever, like I, you know I don't want to go back to that anymore. Even the Celtics, like the Celtics did that shit too. It was more the team that did that, but you know, I just want a, a balanced NBA, and I feel like the buyout market is as of lately, which is weird because like like we were saying earlier, the buyout market is usually for just mid level to lower level players like role players and now that there's key marquee guys that are that can actually help a team out win championships it's just i feel like something's gonna change soon i don't know like 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 we said i don't we don't know what it is we're not saying we know the answers but um something's gonna change for sure because i don't think that should have happened to begin with but yeah Yeah, if lamarcus aldridge would have stayed healthy and 
yeah, that would have been an issue. The the Nets for sure would have been the favorite, and they, they, we just would have expected them to play whoever comes out of the West, which yeah. I, I I'm not a fan of. But yeah, now that that didn't happen, and you know, like like you said, hopefully his health gets better and all that. But I like I don't know. I I to go back to your original question, I have Sixers Suns, which is weird, but. <laughs> I, I mean, that's tra- for now. You know, things can yeah. change, you know. And the Charles Barkley finals. That's, that's what I got right now. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't think of that. Um, one more question on basketball before I move on. I wanted to ask you this, too. Who is your clear-cut MVP? Um, I know a lot of people have, like, <clears throat> there's, there's the Currys out there. There's the Jokic. There's the MBs. Um, yeah. Some people, there's still LeBrons out there for some weird reason. Um, yeah, so LeBron, I think that's out the window, honestly. <laughs> Um, but I mean, there's um, Lillards. I hear Lillard noise. Lillard. Who too. said yeah. Lillard? I heard. I hear Chris Paul. Charles Barkley wants to go ahead. And oh yeah, Chris I heard. Paul, yeah, man. I've heard him say that. But um, who who said Lillard's that? I've seen it on Twitter. Somebody. Wow. Somebody was there. Was people out there? I mean, I'm telling you, man. The media's crazy, and like I, I went take. on that. I'm telling you, man. The media just pisses me off sometimes. You know, um, uh, just what they're what they're saying in statements. Yeah, no, I I agree. Trust me, I've gone on some rants about some of these fucking clowns that are in the in the media, but uh, yeah, that's for another day. But uh, honestly, right now, I I would say Embiid, mm-hmm. just because he's I mean he's just been dominant all year, and I know he missed games, but he's still dominant. He's picking up right where he left off, so. I would say him, but Jokic is right there. Yeah, Jokic is, is having an, an MVP type season, and he's carrying the Nuggets. I mean, Jamal Murray's out for the year. That that sucked, man. I really wanted to see the Nuggets to see what they were about this yeah. year, but you know, Murray got hurt, um, and they didn't make any moves that. Other than getting, they yeah, they got they got Aaron Gordon, Gordon, which we didn't talk about. You know, they got Aaron Gordon, but I feel like they didn't make the move that I wanted them to make. You know what I mean? Like they have they have assets. Well they did with with Gary Harris and all that involved. But the fact that they gave him up for Aaron Gordon, which isn't bad. Aaron Gordon's taking up um baby shit Paul Millsap's minutes. So that's good. I, I, I don't I don't like Paul Millsap. I think he's one of the softest power forwards in the game. But um you know I, I felt like that was a good trade on their end. But I wanted I, I wanted them to get a guard you know, to compliment Murray, I I feel like they need a a point guard. Not, Jamal Murray's a two. He's a two guard. He's like Ky, how Kyrie transitioned to the two. I feel like that's what Jamal Murray should do. And they need a you know like a Chris Paul. Like Kyle, Kyle Lowry would have been perfect for the Nuggets. Oh, that's true. That. Or you know, obviously Bradley Beal. I know he's another scorer, but if they had Beal, which they could have got him, I don't know why. I, I don't know if it's me and I'm just not seeing it, but I don't understand the Michael Porter Jr. hype as much as everybody else does. I'm not seeing like, oh, we need to keep him. He's going to be the superstar the superstar and one of the, you know, he's going to be Robin to Batman with Jokic and all that. Like, I, don't, I don't see it. I'm just not, I don't know if I'm just not really paying attention as much or what, but I just feel like they could use him as a, as a huge asset and they could have got a Bradley Beal if they would have emptied the treasure chest with, if they would have gave him picks and Hampton and Harris and Michael Porter Jr. to top it off. I feel like that would have gotten the job done. But um, yeah, that, I don't know. The, the Nuggets, that sucks that that happened. But yeah, anyways, going off a little tangent, but uh, I think the Nuggets, I have, excuse me, Jokic and Embiid right there, 1A, 1B with the MVP. I'm pretty, you said Embiid, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. I picked Embiid. Um, I mean, like I said, I agree with you. Jokic is right up there. I couldn't, you know, today I'm feeling Embiid, but maybe tomorrow I, I might pick Jokic. It's just really. And it's two different styles. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. Like, they're dominating the game. It's just two different playing styles. One's finesse, one's strength. And it's it's refreshing, though, man. Yeah. Like, I, it's, I, you know, we haven't really said, seen big men dominate the way these two have this season. Mm-hmm. And I like it. It's, 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 you know, it's old school basketball. But like you said, it's a great point that you brought it up. It's just a your preference. Do you want, uh, you know, do you want a big man who can dish it out and, you know, make plays for people and should go ahead and shoot threes left and right? Or do you want a guy who could just dominate you, feed the ball to the big man down low and, you know, barbecue chicken alert, like Shaq <laughs> says. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's why Shaq picked Embiid, you know, because, you know, he sees his game in, in Embiid and, you know, he wants that, that, that style of basketball back. And that's mm-hmm. why I think, you know, he, he picked them and stuff. But, I mean, I want to also point out real quick, Steph Curry deserves some some praise. Oh, for sure. My man, my man is just carrying this team right now. This – Literally, I don't understand why people were criticizing. I know Durant went there, and I, I, you know, he took some of the load off of him during those years. But I mean, Curry's the real deal. He's the best shooter of all time, and you know, he is making the case for MVP. Um, I might give him a couple votes here and there, you know, because he deserves it, man. This man is literally carrying this team to the playoffs with Wiseman out, Clay's out. I mean, Draymond Green isn't the the Draymond Green that we know. Back in the day, so this man is literally doing it all on his own. Draymond Green is scoring the same amount of points we're scoring in the NBA. He's not scoring at all. <laughs> like the, the I don't know what's going on, and it's crazy. Like I've seen some highlights where he has a wide open lane and he'll just pass out of it. Like I don't know if he's just not confident, if he's not healthy. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I agree. Like Steph Curry, what he's doing, what he's enduring <laughs> in Golden State. I remember that game they lost by like fifty five or something to the Raptors. I was like, man, give my guy some help because the fact that they thought Kelly Oubre was going to be a, oh, like, he's going to help us out. They made the trade thinking, Andrew like. Andrew Wiggins, too. <laughs> I, yeah, Wiggins, I, I don't know what what they're doing, but, I mean, like you said, I understand people got upset about him with Durant, but that was always Steph's team. Why do you think Durant left? Like, that, yeah. like if that was Durant's team, he would be there and, you know, Curry would be in Charlotte or whatever, you know, like. I, I don't know. I just I just think, you know, Curry, he's going to get a couple first place votes by, you know, some of these media dudes that are just trying to make a statement. But I agree, like, he, just what he's doing and the teams that they're throwing out there with him is like, come on, bro. Pascal and Toscano, like, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't um, know. I, I, it's funny, too, because it, it just baffles me. That, like, I've seen highlights a couple times of the, these Warriors games, and, man, these guys literally, like, they're – these, their basketball IQ is just not – it's not yeah, there. I don't, it's really not there. Like, dude, I don't know if you saw the clip of some guy. They were they were down uh, – shoot, I don't know what it was. They were, like, down three. No, they were down – they were down two. No, yeah, they were down one. And homie had a wide-open layup. And he went oh, and, yeah, went yeah, yeah. and <laughs> kicked it back out. And dream on Green and Curry's face. <laughs> They're like, man, are you serious yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah. Like, you could have just laid it in and just passed it out for a three. The dude with the dreads, I can't remember yeah, the name. I don't, I don't know these players' names, man. To be quite honest, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't. Is that like a testament to how bad the team building is too? Because, like, I what what happened to the the Warriors that lost to the Raptors? That's not the same squad. Then the year after, when Durant left, like that, who are these dudes that they are throwing out there? I don't understand I don't what know, happened. Man. I really don't know what's going on in that organization. It's crazy, but. 
You know? And I, I think even with Clay when he's back, they're still going to struggle the way they're struggling. Oh, I agree. That they're obviously going to be a better team. You know, they might be yeah. like seventh, sixth seed when Clay comes back, but they need some help. Bad. Why is yeah. to make that jump next season big time? Or trade them, like package them with something, package them with Wiggins picks. Like that pick they're going to have next year, if Minnesota, if it doesn't, if Minnesota doesn't get what top four, yeah, like they're still gonna have a good pick. Like they they need to do something because that that team's still gonna struggle even with Clay. And I remember hearing some people before the season started saying, "Oh, this is gonna be the Lakers' biggest challenge," and then Clay towards <laughs> ACL. So that's true. I mean, I hey, don't, I, yeah, Clay Clay's a real deal, but I mean, he is. But they can't be only Steph and Clay, like. Even when the when they beat the Cavs in 2015 before Durant got there, like they had depth on that team, like they 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 need to go back to that because what they're throwing out there, they're not getting past the first round next year. So, yeah. Anyway, Steph, he's gonna get a couple first place votes for sure. But yeah, and LeBron, well, I, again, people need to stop dick dick writing LeBron. Like we know he's great. He's awesome, but come on. He can't be MVP every year. Like, come on now. Like, legitimately, not saying that ironically, not saying that to piss off the LeBron stands out there, but come on. Like, he can't win the, the award every year. Last year, I, I wanted to give it to him last year. I remember we disagreed on that, but I just feel like the run he was going on last year, that makes more sense. But the fact that he's been hurt most of the year, like, come on. I don't know. Maybe when he comes back, he might have a chance to win it because everybody loves LeBron. So, yeah. Um, that's it, right? That's it NBA. Basketball, yeah. All right. Boxing. I said in the beginning of the year that 2021 is going to be one of the greatest years of boxing we'll ever see. Now, you know, it's a little hyperbole, but I honestly just felt like with the way the year started and the way the year looked, I was like, okay, we're, this might be a hell of a year. And then, you know, I think the last time we recorded okay so canelo beat that yildrum guy that was a terrible fight a clear advantage oh <laughs> uh, that fight was funny yeah he smoked them and the, the fact that his coach was like bro if you don't show me nothing i'm just gonna call the fight and he called the fight i was like okay whatever but all right so he's gonna fight bj saunders next week or two weeks less than two that's weeks that's gonna be a good fight but let's go to and I know when Levi hears this, I, I'm telling you, bro, we need to get Levi on here somehow, some way, because we have been texting about this almost every time boxing comes up. The lightweight division could have been the best division in boxing. The matchups they had, Devin Haney, Teofimo Lopez, Ryan Garcia, and I know Tank Davis isn't in lightweight, but still he's he could have fought at lightweight. All these fights that were lined up, Ryan Garcia saying, I want Tank Davis. I want Tank Davis. I don't want Devin Haney. Let's fight Tank Davis, blah, blah, blah. Then he was going to fight Manny Pacquiao. And I thought, oh, shit, Ryan versus Manny. That's going to be a good fight. That didn't happen. It was apparently Manny's fault. I don't believe that. But, hey, it was, it was Manny's camp, not Ryan's camp. So now, last or two, two, three weeks ago, the fights get announced. Ryan Garcia versus Javier Fortuna. I, I don't know who that dude is. No disrespect, but I don't know who that is. The fact that he wanted big fights and he, to me, he ran. He he ran away from Devin Haney, which I don't understand. I don't know if, I know they have a little amateur history, like Devin Haney beat him in the amateurs. And I don't know what the, what the hell the issue was that 
he had the immediate fight. Once he beat Luke Campbell, he could have just set up the Devin Haney fight, and boom, here we go, we're good. Once the Manny Pacquiao fight fell through and the Tank Davis fight wasn't going to happen, I don't understand why he didn't make the Devin Haney fight. Just, you know, he has the, he's the immediate challenger. So, boom, there you go right there. And it didn't happen, and he's fighting some scrub, and now he's not fighting. He pulled out for whatever reason. He said, my health and my family. So, you know, I, I understand if that's the case, fine. But I, I just feel like everybody, everybody involved in lightweight, Devin Haney should have fought Teofimo Lopez and that fight didn't go through. And now Teofimo Lopez is going to fight uh, George Colossus or whatever his name is. I don't know, some Australian dude on, on Triller Fight Club. Speaking of Triller Fight Club, Jake Paul and Ben Askren. Like, bro, like what is going on in boxing? Like, <laughs> Like yeah. this dude knocked out a, a grocery store worker. Like I, I don't understand what the hell that was. The fact that they're, the fact that everybody in the media, not everybody, but mostly like Max Kellerman's buying into this. Like, oh, he had him on his boxing show the other day. Oh, Jake Paul, he has the tools, this and that, bro. He's like fighting scrubs. I, I don't. He knocked out Nate Robinson like it was nothing. And the fact that all these fights didn't happen, and Floyd Mayweather's gonna fight Logan Paul, and. I, I, I don't know, bro. I, I just don't understand what happened from the beginning of the year to now that all these fighters are are ducking each other in my eyes. And Levi knows, bro. We've been talking so much shit about boxing lately. It's ridiculous. I keep telling him you got to come on. He's like, oh, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. But like I've told him, bro, you have to get on because we have to talk about this because all these fights that should have happened that could have happened aren't. And it's just frustrating. Like, I don't know what, like, after the Canelo fight, I don't know what fight is worth watching. Anthony, Joshua, and Tyson Fury is, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It never, it, it's still in the works. It's going to happen eventually, but that's the only big fight next that's, that, you know, it's worth looking forward to. And that's it. Like, after all these fights, after all these, like, you know, I don't know, predictions and all this stuff that was, that were supposed to happen aren't going to happen anymore. I know that. I know we're in the beginning of the year, but still, it's just unfortunate that all this shit isn't going down the way it was supposed to. So that's my little rant. I'm just, I'm, I don't know. UFC, the one thing I'll say about UFC, I love the UFC and they always, they always fulfill like the fans, like wants and needs, like all these fights that are going on. It's what people want, like Mm -hmm. Usman and Masvidal too, the way that ended. That was, that was crazy. I didn't see him getting knocked out like that, and he did. Uh, and John Jones is gonna fight Francis Ngannou, which everybody wanted, and that's gonna happen eventually. Like I don't know, bro. Like combat sports is just in a. I'm in a funk with it right now. I, I'm just upset with what boxing, what's going on in boxing. I don't know about you. I know you're not too into it, but I know you're into it enough to, you know, understand what's what I'm, what my frustrations are. So I just want to no, know what you I agree. Think. I mean, I agree. I mean, I'm not too in depth with the boxing as you are. Um, uh, but I mean, that lightweight division. I mean, I know a few of those fighters, and they are they are pretty good fighters. And you know, I definitely would have been watching if they decided to fight each other then and there and stuff. But it's just unfortunate. And I did hear those news about Ryan Garcia this morning um, mm-hmm. with the mental stuff and going on. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm pretty sure it is. No, I'm not saying it that. isn't, but it just sucks that you know he chose to fight some other dude that. Nobody's heard of. Yeah. And again, no disrespect to him, but it's true. 
like just, all these all these other opponents he had a, a chance to fight and he didn't take the chance that's what's frustrating about it that's that's what that's what kind of low-key you know in my opinion separates the ufc from boxing is like i mean in boxing you know like a guy like ryan garcia who talks a lot of trash you know brings people to the to, to watch his fights you know and you know, at some point, you, you like you just mentioned, the UFC gives what the fans want. And, you know, in boxing, you know, the fans want to see a Ryan Garcia, you know, fight Tank, you know, and stuff like that. But you, or a Pacquiao, you know, but you're not, you're not seeing it because, you know, they're, they're, they're going ahead and fighting just more scrubs. And, you know, at some point, you just got to deliver. You got to give what the fans want. And the UFC doesn't. To their credit, it's working. And that's why I feel like UFC has kind of surpassed boxing in terms of combat sports and being the biggest one out there and stuff and i mean ufc too i mean they're they got some stuff to work on as well but i mean they're doing a a better job in my opinion than boxing so it's just kind of entertaining i mean i know when boxing comes around um if it ain't one of these fighters that i really enjoy fighting i'm not gonna watch it um i know they have their like they have their weekly fights going on on espn and stuff and you know quite frankly i don't know if anybody watches those stuff and the ufc is different i feel like if i see ufc fights Every Friday, or if I run into it in the TV, I'll tune in because they're entertaining for me. I don't know why. Yeah, and I and I know some people are gonna be like, "Well, the UFC is a roster, and Dana White's in charge of you know negotiating fights," which I get, but that's the problem with boxing. Uh, a lot of these fighters, or a lot of these promotion, you know, these promotions don't want their fighters to lose, which is fucking stupid. Like, just have them fight the best. If they win, they win. It's better for them. If they lose, they can say, hey, at least they fought the their number one contender or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Like, like if you lose, your career's not over. I don't exactly. I don't understand why it transitioned to ever since Floyd went 50 and 0. Oh, I gotta go 50 and 0. Oh, I gotta go, you know, I have to have Canelo's record. Like I only have to have one loss on my record. Like, no, like just fight the best, do what you gotta do. And I know it's, it's Canelo's situation is different. He's trying to unify the whole division, so he wants every belt. So that's mm-hmm. the, uh, he'll fight. I know once he's done with that, he's gonna fight a bunch of dudes that we don't expect him to fight, and they're gonna be good fights. But the lightweight, there's no excuse. They, they had it all. They had the roadmap in front of them, and I don't know if it's De La Hoya worried about his fight. Like when the fu- like what is going on? Like the fact that um. De La Hoya is coming back. De La Hoya is coming back. And ah, what's the, why can't I think of the other guy's name? The uh, Evander Holyfield's in a fight as well. Like, I, mm. I don't want to see Tyson's these, doing exhibition fights. Like, come on, bro. Like, I get it's cool to see them come back, but I want to see these stars. And yeah, I've heard Floyd say, oh, Ryan Garcia's not going to fight Tank. Like, why not? Like, why? Why? Because you think Tank's so much better? All right, we'll put him up against him and. Let Tank smoke him if you think that. Like, why are we just boxing as a whole? The the promote like the Golden Boy, Money Team, Top Rank, Bob Arum, all these dudes. Like, they need to just swallow their pride. They need to understand. Put the best in front of the best. The money will come. The recognition will come. The fighters' reputation and legacy will always go up, win or lose. When they fight the best, it's always good for both fighters, no matter what happens. It's, a, it's the truth. I mean, that you look at the UFC, Masvidal was 3-3 three and three in his last fights. The man had three losses uh, prior to the fight against Usman, you know. But, like, he drew a crowd. You know, people still respect him for fighting for fighting Usman for that belt. And, you know, he did get knocked out. But a lot of people still respect the man for what he did. And, you know, you like you just said, and I like, you, I like how you pointed out, these, these boxers, man, they just they go ahead and fight these scrubs knowing they're going to win these fights. And 
you know, at some point you got to face the best of the best because, you know, fans, fans are going to get tired of, of watching you just destroy a scrub. It's like, yeah. watch, it's like watching, you know, in terms of like you know, football or basketball, it's like watching the Lakers play, you know, the fucking, the Minnesota Timberwolves every night. Like at some point you want to see the Lakers face Brooklyn. You want to see them face mm-hmm. the Milwaukee Bucks. Like they have to do that stuff in boxing and they're, they're not doing it, man. And that's why it's, it's just frustrating. And you're right. The UFC does a really good job in just putting up these fights of, of these fighters that, you know, they took a loss, but you know, they come back better, better than ever. And just connecting it to like the Usman thing. I mean, Colby Covington's going to come back and try to challenge for that belt. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he broke his jaw against Usman um and stuff and you know he's gonna try to come back and make a name for himself again so you know these boxes gotta learn how to take a loss and come back better than ever i know canelo did with the floyd mayweather fight you know hats off to him but you know these boxes just need to learn man they they just have too much pride and i think golden boy is a big reason why and i'm glad you said that i just feel like the lawyer is protecting his man ryan garcia you know he's just making him fight these easy fights you know build his his uh reputation even though his reputation is already known like i know who ryan garcia is i know what he's about i want to see him get tested you know every time i see him fight these scrubs i know he's gonna win like the luke campbell fight i was like okay he got knocked down we see how he handles adversity and he won like that's what me and levi were saying bro like the fact that he got knocked down is the best thing that happened to him in his career and now he's not taking advantage of that moment like he needs to Everybody, everybody involved, promotions, like like I said before, like they need to understand, fight the best. It's going to be beneficial for both parties, not just whoever wins. Like, like the, yeah. there's a there's a fighter, Demetrius Andrade or Andrade, I don't know how you say his name, but um, again, Eddie Hearn, who promotes him, says nobody wants to fight him. Oh, everybody, everybody's ducking it. Why, why are we ducking him? Like, number, like whoever's his number one contender or whoever wants to fight. Like, I feel like Canelo's going to fight him eventually. Mm-hmm. Now that's a fight I want to see. It's just like, I don't know. I, I'm just going, I'm just repeating myself, but yeah, like you said, the, the UFC and I understand, I want to make it clear. We understand that it's a roster and Dana White negotiates, but again, these fighters can duck in UFC too. And they don't like, they're like, all right, well, Hey, if I lose, I lose. Or what? Like, look, McGregor's been what one in three his last four fights, and he's still gonna fight in July. Like, I mean, granted, if he loses, his leg is it's over for him. But I'm just saying, like, he's willing to put everything out there. And uh, the boxing boxing needs to take a note. Uh, promotion, the guys who are running these promotion companies. Um, I don't know who if Canelo has any fighters underneath him, but like, they just need to understand that losing isn't going to derail anybody's career unless you're losing badly and you're losing consecutively. Okay. That's one thing. But if you're the best fighting the best and one man is better than the other and you come back and you're still the same old dude, you just lost that one, two, three, couple times and fine. Look at Julio Cesar Chavez. What's his record? Like 127 and whatever. Like how many times has he lost that? People still look at him as one of the best. Muhammad Ali has lost a bunch of times, yet he's considered the GOAT. Mike Tyson got knocked out one. Mike Tyson. He got knocked out by Buster Douglas. What the, what the hell is Buster Douglas doing? Like Mike, <laughs> Mike, Ta- Mike Tyson is one of the best boxers. Like I can go on. Roberto Durant. I can just go on and on. These dudes aren't perfect. Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather cherry-picked his last opponents to end his career perfect. Conor McGregor. Uh, Berto, whatever his name was, Manny Pacquiao, and past his prime. Like, come on, bro. Like, they need to just stop 
going off the money team plan and do it the way they want to do it. If they want to fight, hey, push for the fights. Don't let your your managers and your promotional companies like take charge of what you do. Be like, fuck that. I want to fight the best. That's what a lot of these dudes need to do, and they don't. So I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna change. Hopefully, hopefully this is an overreaction of my end, and I can look, listen to this eight months from now or the the beginning of next year and say, hey, I I was tripping, but I don't think I am. I feel like we're gonna see more scrub fights in boxing, which sucks, but you know we'll see. Yeah, there's really nothing else. I touched on all points there. Yeah. Um. Uh, See, I guess we can go into the draft now, though. Yes, moving. We'll take, we took a break from football. Now we're back. Draft, biggest event of the month of April. Um, I'm, I'm hyped, man. I mean, quite frankly, though, to be quite honest with you, you know, I haven't, I, and it's funny to me because the Falcons are the number fourth pick this year. I should be more hyped and, you know, than I have been the past few years. But just this, this year, I'm more nervous than hyped, man. I'm not really looking forward to the draft as much because, <laughs> you know, the Falcons are just in a big spot and this is going to, you know, dictate the, if yeah. we're going to make Super Bowls in a couple years or not. I mean, let's just, let's just, let me just ask you your opinion. If you were the GM and you can make the pick, would you make the pick for a QB for pits or would you trade out of it and collect more assets? Cause you guys don't have a lot of picks. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm going to go ahead and give you my top three preference. Like I'm going to put them in order for you. With the three okay. options you gave me. Number one, first and foremost, I got to de- wait to see what the Niners do. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Justin Fields, you mm-hmm. know, but I, I mean, I'm looking at your mock draft right now as we speak, and I, I see you have them going to the Niners. Um, yeah. But, you know, if if Mac Jones gets taken at three, don't even hesitate. Let's go ahead and take Justin Fields. He's a Georgia guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's from the area. He He's very familiar. I'm sure he's he would be, he would be happy to be playing for the Falcons, even if he's taking a year off. Um, with that being said, if, if Fields does get taken, like he's a senior mock draft, I still would go quarterback and get Trey Lance. Lance Trey, yeah. Trey Lance is, is picking up some steam. I like him. He's very, he's very mobile as well. He has a strong arm. I, I like his pro days. I was impressed. I, w- I would take Trey Lance right there, right then and there, Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Now, that's my uh, that's my first thing. That's what I would love the Falcons to do. go ahead and get a quarterback. I know Matt, I know Smith believes in and uh and uh Matt Ryan for to be, you know, a quarterback the next couple of years and you know he could be, but you know, go ahead and get your guy now. You know, we're not guaranteed to be in this position, you know, two years from now. We if we want to get a quarterback that we desire in the draft in a couple of years, we have to, we're gonna have to go ahead and trade up for it, which is gonna hurt us in the long run because we're gonna give up a lot of assets. Number two. Um, trade down, trade down. Uh, if 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 the Broncos or the, even the Patriots want to go ahead and offer us, you know, a good chunk of draft picks to get a quarterback that they desire, you know, by all means, go for it. You know, if I wouldn't be mad if if Trey Lance is still there at number four, and the Broncos or the Patriots go ahead and like give us, you know, two, three first round picks, you know, and a couple day two picks after that. You know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad about that at all. You know, because like you said, we don't have much draft capital. Um, and, you know, this would be a good start for the new regime to, you know, go ahead and build the team they, they want to build. Um, so that would be my option number two. Option number three, Jesus Christ, I don't want them to go this route, but everybody, including you, want to go Pitts. ahead and go this. Kyle Pitts at number four. Golly, I love Pitts. He's going to be a stud in this league, but we don't – I don't – This this isn't a position we need. 
They I really agree. Don't. I agree. Kyle Pitts, you know, he's going to be a beast tight end. Um, but we have Hayden Hurst. I'm not saying Hayden Hurst is better than Kyle Pitts, everybody. And Kyle Pitts, by far, will probably be way better than Hayden Hurst when it's all said and done. But, I mean, we we don't really need another playmaker to catch the ball. We have Hurst. We have Julio. We have Calvin Ridley. You know, we have Russell Gage. Like, we, our weapons are fine. We're going to be okay with the weapons we have, mm-hmm. I believe. And, you know, just Kyle Pitts – how much is he really going to elevate this offense to me? And quite like, I just don't know. And, you know, if we're going to go ahead and win short term, we might as well get an O line, you know, somebody who can protect Matt Ryan. If we want to go ahead and go get that route, you know, and if we're, if we're relying on Matt Ryan to stay for another two, three years, four years, you know, then protect him, get him an O line that that's going to give him plenty of time to like shine and stuff. But Kyle Pitts, man, I just, he's going to be a stud. He's probably the best player in this draft to be quite honest with you, but this is just not a fit that I want the Falcons to go for at all so i i completely agree but this is why i think they're going to take pits what you said it they like matt ryan arthur smith believes in matt ryan look what he did with ryan Tannehill. Mm -hmm. now ryan Tannehill is more mobile but ryan Tannehill as a quarterback i would put matt ryan above ryan Tannehill as far as throwing and the tools that my matt ryan has i understand he's not where he used to be but i still think he throws a better deep ball than Tannehill does and if he has the right protection, I mean, we've seen what they, what Kyle Shanahan and them did with, with this team. Like they, they took him to the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan led this team to a Super Bowl. But I, I don't, I don't think this regime wants to look too ahead of the to the future. I, I just feel like if they get a quarterback, they'll go, they'll wait till day two, which I don't think they should. I, I completely agree with you. They should go quarterback. They should get their future QB. Whether he sits one, two, three years, I mean, he's still learning under Matt Ryan. He's still going to learn the offense. I don't think Arthur – I think they'll give Arthur Smith a good chunk of time to really, you know, get his feet wet with the whole coaching thing. This is his first head coaching job, and I don't think they're going to fire him just like that. No, I I do want to point out, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Arthur Arthur Blank, our owner, he he is very patient when it comes to coaches. I mean, he should have fired Dan Quinn before last season but you know he wanted to give him another chance and you know that's just the type of owner he is he likes to give his mm-hmm. co- coaches time and i like i like how you pointed that out since so, so yeah continue, continue no you're good um so i again i think they should go qb but i think he wants to maximize this offense to the to the his the, the way he sees it so in tennessee they had two really good receivers aj brown Corey davis who stepped it up i'm not saying he's been a a good receiver his whole career. I mean, he was young. He stepped it up. And he had a really good year last year. But they had Jonu Smith. And I feel like Kyle Pitts is miles ahead of Jonu Smith. And, I, I, you know, that's not to say Jonu Smith's bad. But like you said, Kyle Pitts is potentially the best prospect in this draft. And if he can get 50% of what John Lewis Smith did last year with Pitts. I mean, he's going to get more. I'm just saying, even if he gets half of that, like, you know, he had two good receivers. That's going to be Ridley and Julio. The only thing he needs to figure out is his running back. I don't think Todd Gurley's the answer. He's still a free agent, I believe. Yeah, they got rid of um, Edo Smith. Edo Smith and what's his name? Brian Hill. Brian Hill. So they got rid of those two. And I don't think they would draft – a running back. There's no running back that has that type of, you know, 
I, I don't feel like there's a running back that should go like Terry no, Henry. No, it, they just shouldn't go top five, top ten, top fifteen in my opinion. No running back in this draft. There's good not running. Even Najee Harris. He's top twenty to me. Okay. But I I just don't I don't see him going number four. That that'd be kind of a wasted pick. You guys they need they really need to figure it out. But I feel like he wants to give Matt Ryan in this offense as much weapons as he possibly can. That's why I have Pitts going there. That's why I think they're not going to trade out of it because I feel like, like you said, they want a bunch of assets, and I feel like they're asking for too much. That's why nobody's been able to pull the trigger with them yet. Does no, pay- I, I disagree there in a, <clears throat> in a sense because I think the Falcons or any team trying to trade with the Falcons, it wants to see what the 49ers want to do. True. Because, if the, like, let's say the Pages want to go ahead and get, you know – Justin Fields. What if, like, let's just say that's their guy. That's the mm-hmm. guy they want to get. The Niners might go ahead and snatch him at three. You know, now the Patriots are in a position like, oh, fuck. Like, we traded True. all this for the guy we never really wanted, you know? Yeah, I get that, which I, it's smart. Wait till the draft happens and then make your moves. But mm-hmm. I, there has been some talk saying the Falcons are asking for multiple first rounders, which I get, especially if you're jumping 10, 11 picks, you know, to go up and get your future guy, they're going to milk you as much as they can for as much capital as they can get. So, um, yeah, for, but I think, I think you're right though, that a team will make a deal draft draft day. And I think it's going to be either the Patriots or the Broncos. I don't see anybody else going up to number four, wanting a quarterback. I mean, I, I would say maybe the Cowboys that they wanted pits, but I don't, I don't see that. There's been rumors already saying they're not going to jump. So um, the only other teams I see on the board that could get, that could trade up is the Bears and the football team. But I don't I don't think they'll trade. That's too much capital to give up to jump yeah. that many picks. So I, I, I'm going off of no trades in this mock that I have. Mm-hmm. So if it's no trades, then I think they'll pick Kyle Pitts, which yeah. is not bad. Like if they have two tight ends like that. They have Julio Ridley. Gage, whoever they throw it at running back. I mean, that's a a lot of the NFC South is in trouble as far as offense. Like that, whoever has to guard them, they're they're in trouble. And and I think. I'm, oh, go ahead. This is not a knock on Kyle Pitts. Like I've seen his like some of his film. I've it's seen too rich for a tight end. It's really good. It's, he's really good. Like I feel like if if Matt Ryan was a little younger, you know, and you know, our O-line was the way it was two years ago. I would definitely pick Kyle Pitts, like, no doubt. You know, mm-hmm. that is the guy we want. But, you know, we just, I'm just looking towards the future, and I told you this multiple times in the past. Matt Ryan's just getting up there in age, and I just don't yeah. know what, what we're going to have in him, quite frankly. And, you know, we're out of position to get a quarterback and secure our long-term, you know, future with, with, with that position. You know, it's – I don't want – I just don't want to be in a position where we get Kyle Pitts and then, you know, Matt Ryan, you know, just starts to fall down and then we wasted – Kyle Pitts is like first few years and Julio's prime, you know, like all this only to give, to be where the Jaguars are today, where we get a number one pick, you know, become the laughing stock of the league. And now we go ahead and get a quarterback. I don't want to wait. I got, I just, we we're in a position now to do it. And I want them to pull the trigger. I don't want them to go ahead and trade mm-hmm. up to get a quarterback in a couple of years because we didn't do it this time, you know? And that's, that's what I want. You know, if yeah. by all means, if it's trade, Trey Lance or, you know, just the fields, well, at least we have something in the back of our, you know, of our pockets for the future. And, I don't know. Arthur Smith really is a big believer in Matt Ryan, though, so we'll see. It's a smart move for them to to take their quarterback if they even like anybody. Who knows if they even like any of these guys? But if they do, especially in the Terry. position, 
my guy Terry loves the quarterbacks that he has. And I heard Arthur Blank are loves that quarterback. That's too. what I'm saying. If you like somebody, I wouldn't wait because you don't know what position your team's going to be in in a few years from now, what quarterbacks are coming out. This is a pretty loaded quarterback class in my eyes, top four picks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel like they should take pits. It'd be nice. It's a luxury to have, but I don't feel like that's necessarily what they need at the moment. So I agree. I feel like they should go QB, but I don't think they will. Because in my that, opinion, like if we could have yeah. moved on from Matt Ryan today without any like you know cap, yeah, cap situation, like we would have done it by now, and then we would have gone ahead and get one of these quarterbacks. But we yeah. just can't, and quite frankly, it's because of his contract, and that just tells me you know like oh we're, we're already thinking about moving on from him, and mm. you know and we're just stuck with him for a year. So I figured we, we should just get the quarterback we want now, but this is interesting. Uh, my guy, Ryan here at, at work, he's, he, he's a huge NFL guru too. Shout out to Ryan. He told me, he's like, you know, that's, it's very interesting though. It's very telling come draft day because our head coach wants this guy, but our GM wants another guy. So like, we're going to just find out on draft day, you know, who's going to be the one to make that decision. I know it's, it's Terry's decision, but who's going to be the one that actually, gets the person they want. I know Arthur Smith wants Kyle Pitts, um, but I know Terry wants one of these quarterbacks. So we'll see. It's 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 interesting to see draft day. He pointed that out, and it's it's kind of concerning to me because now, you know, they just started this relationship, and I know they both have different views, but we'll see who's going to be the one to budge. Yeah, I agree, but let me ask you a million-dollar question. 49ers, who are they picking? Uh-huh. Your opinion. I'm going to go – Right now, my mock draft, I have Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. However, I'm going to, if it's for a million dollars, I'm going to go Trey Lance. Ooh. And this is why I think the Niners are kind of creating this buzz. They're like, oh, we're going to go get Mac Jones. They're like, oh, we might get Justin Fields. But in reality, they're just not really telling everybody what they're actually going to pick. I think that's a strategic move on Niners, knowing that there's these other teams below them you know, that are waiting for them to pick. And I feel like if they go out and say like, oh yeah, we're, we're probably going to get Mac Jones, you know, that's already going to get these teams to like kind of make a, make a plan for draft day. Like, okay, they, they, their speculation, they're going to go Mac Jones. Like, okay, now, now we have to do this, you know, they're planning mm-hmm. for them. And I feel like 49ers are throwing a curveball at the entire league come draft day. It's weird too. Like I've heard, oh, Shanahan likes Mac Jones because he reminds him of Matt Ryan. Uh, I mean, he has the type of dude that he likes. Uh, Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins, which he's been trying to trade for for years, <laughs> according true. to the rumor mill. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't. Su- it wouldn't surprise me if it's Mac Jones. I just feel like me personally, uh, I would go Justin Fields, which I I think they should, and I think they will. But hey, I might change it come draft day. I just might feel yeah. something in the morning and be like, nah, I'm gonna change it because same. I don't know, like, yeah, Matt. I, I don't know. It's it's tough. I'll just say for right now, it's Justin Fields, but um, I same. agree. I okay. I could I could see Trey Lance for sure. I've heard a lot of buzz with them, and he's he fits what Shanahan likes to do. So um, that'd make a lot of sense. Obviously, Fields does as well, but uh, they all Trey three Lance of them is, do. Yeah, but. Um, let's see. What do you think Cincinnati's gonna do? And I, I they should see, look, go O lineman, but I think that's what I was chase. gonna say. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna agree with you there. Um, 
you know, I, the whole reason why I think they're going to go to is just because he's buddy buddies with Joe yeah. Burrow. And, you know, they want to give the, their quarterback, you know, what he, what he, you know, his connection he had in college. And I'm not going to lie, though. I mean, this it's not too bad combo. of a pick. Yeah. yeah, it's a good combo. But, I mean, I am. It's just concerning. You know, the, the Bengals don't have an O-line for shit. So, really, how often are you going to throw that ball to Chase if you don't have anybody to protect Burrow? So, that would scary, be man. A, a crazy receiving core, though, if – if Higgins can, you know, go on the pace that he was going on last year, they mm. have Boyd. And then you add Chase in there, who's the best wide receiver in this class. I mean, that'd be, that's a scary receiving core if, you know, they, the potential pans out. But they should go Penny Sewell. And I honestly think there's a case for your Falcons to go Penny Sewell. I, I, you know, I wouldn't be mad if they go ahead and get him over Kyle Pitts. To because be quite they honest. can rearrange their, their O-line and put some dudes at guard and, mm-hmm. you know, take a, a Sewell, who's, I, again, one of the best linemen in the draft. It is the best lineman in the draft. So it, there's a lot of options for the Falcons, a lot of options for the Bengals. But I feel like what, we ha- what we're saying is going to, unfortunately, going to happen for those teams. They're going to take offensive weapons instead of getting – you know, building blocks for the future, which, you know. That's just the trend in the league now, and it's sad, man. It's sad. I don't like it. It's just the, oh, we need to win now, With even though we're not ready to win now. Like, we need to calm down. We need to slow down and build our teams, not, you know, rush the process and all that. So, I don't know. Agreed. Uh, Let's see, another team I want to talk about. What do you think the Panthers are going to do now that – another thing we didn't talk about, the Sam Darnold trade. Mm Mm-hmm. That that kind of shocked me. I didn't think Sam Darnold was going to get dealt, honestly, before the draft, which he did. And nice with Carolina. He's going to go back with Robbie Anderson. Um, they had a pretty decent connection when he was with the Jets. So what do you Again, think? I, I think they're going to trade down, just to say my opinion real quick. I don't yeah. think they're going to stay there. Again, I just want, it's just all comes down to what these people in front of them do, you know, like. If there's a quarterback down there, I wouldn't be surprised if they go ahead and take this quarterback. You know, if it's mm. if it's a Trey Lance that's dropped, I think I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers go ahead and get Trey Lance. Um, you know, but I mean, if they're if those quarterbacks are taken up and Mac Jones is the odd man out, you know, they're not going to get Mac Jones. Let's be quite honest. I think yeah. Mac Jones is more of a 49er guy, or maybe Broncos. Well, I don't. I mean, that's if he falls to the Broncos. I don't, I don't see the Broncos trading up to get Mac Jones. Um, the Patriots definitely, though, if he falls, you know, and the Niners don't get him, that's Patriots written all over. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Panthers, if they don't trade down, I'm going to go Panay. I, in my mock draft, I have him dropping that low, and yeah, I can see him going to Carolina. Definitely. Um, best, best, he's probably, top, you know, best lineman out there, like you said, and why not? You know, give Darnold some protection, see what he's got with, with that old line. I know they picked up a couple dudes in free agency. So, you know, just give him some protection. You got Roby Anderson, you know, see what they can work with. And that'll be the smart pick in my opinion. So that's who I'm going to go with. If not, they're going to probably trade down, like you said, to one of these court teams that want a quarterback, like the Patriots, Bears, maybe Broncos. You know. Who's a team that you know is going to trade? Like for 100%, they're going to trade up and they're going to get – Oh, dude, you already know it's the Patriots. You think so? The Patriots are definitely going to trade it. Yeah, I definitely think Belichick, just based on the decisions he made in free agency, I think Belichick's going all in. I think Mm. he said, fuck it, I'm going to go for it. And, you know, it just depends on the court. I don't know when, 
but they will do it. It just depends on these quarterbacks taken. If Mac Jones is taking that three, and let's let's just say the Falcons get Cal Pitts, you know, I the Patriots could trade up to the Dolphins or they can trade up to the Lions, probably more likely the Lions, but you know, they could trade up to to seven to get one of the quarterbacks like Justin Fields or Trey Lance. You know, they're they're gonna do it. It's just a matter of when. And if yeah. Mac Jones drops, then they might just trade up to like the Giants or the Cowboys to get like a ten or eleven and get Mac Jones. See, they're gonna I do th- it. I just don't I, know. Why. I think the only way they trade up is if Fields doesn't go three. I, I think they only want Justin Fields. I know I know there's Mac Jones buzz and the only way I see them getting Mac Jones is if he just falls to them. I don't think they'll trade up for him. Which I, it's just frustrating. Like I, I love Cam. It's just I, I can't trust his health. He's another mm-hmm. player where it's like, I don't know if he's gonna stay healthy throughout the year. Which I mean, last year he got COVID, but still, I, it just looked like he wasn't he wasn't healthy enough to go. And they re-signed him for a year, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, they should get a QB. I, I just I'm very skeptical and I'm very traumatized by this team not doing it from years past like they should have took Lamar Jackson when they instead of Sony Michelle they didn't you know that kind of bit us in the butt but I think Broncos are gonna trade up and I don't know if it's to you guys if it's to Carolina Miami which Miami they're gonna trade too I think Miami's for sure they're not gonna pick at six you don't think so they traded no, up they, for the pick they're gonna that, that's for a reason they're gonna trade back they're gonna collect more assets and it's just the new england the new england uh blueprint just like brian brian flores is learning from bill belichick just trade back pick up more picks and yeah they traded up and again they're not really like oh we need a they, we need to pick somebody here like they're just going to trade back. Their guy that they want most likely is going to be there at 9 or 10 or 11 or 15. So, and see, this is, and I'm so, I don't want to bring the Falcons back up, but this is why I want them to trade down. You know, they, get, get some assets, you know, trade down, you know, you can go ahead and just build draft capital. And then later down the years, if you like a quarterback, you know, in, in, in the next couple of draft classes, you know, you have those assets that you really essentially just gain from that pick alone from this season. You know, like if, if, if the pages want to like, and this is just hypothetically speaking, if the pages want to go ahead and get Justin Fields at four because Mac Jones goes to the Niners, you know, they're going to have to give up a good chunk because we're dropping down to 15. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the assets the Patriots give us, you know, in a year or two, in a year or two, you know, if we have this quarterback in mind that we like, that's going to be top five. We, we could use those Patriots assets or a few of our assets too, to go up and jump and get that quarterback we wanted, which is why I prefer them to trade down over than getting Kyle Pitts because, you know, we don't have to get a quarterback right now. We really don't. I would prefer them to, but we don't yeah. necessarily have to, and, you know, but with those assets, we can certainly use them to get the quarterback in a year or two when Matt Ryan, because we'll have a year to see, you know, what Matt Ryan's about with Arthur Smith. We can evaluate it. And, you know, if he's great, good, you know, we don't have to use those assets to get a quarterback, but, you know, at least we have that in the back pocket. And mm-hmm. that's what I want the Falcons to do. And it's, it's smart. I'm kind of glad you brought that up with the Dolphins. They, they're, it's smart that they, if they do that, but I mean, I could, I have Devontae Smith going to Miami at six. Yeah, ultimately, if nobody wants to trade with them, it's gonna be Smith, him and Tua. I, I don't know. I feel like that's gonna. That's just. It makes too much sense unless they want to go online. They could also go Kyle Pitts. I have him going to Kyle Pitts here. That, if if oh, I don't want to see that the Falcons drop out of that. Ugh, I don't want to see that at all. Kyle Pitts Why? in the AFC East. No, that's true. Me. True. 
Um, I can definitely see that going there too. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends on what you guys do, honestly, but um, I'm trying to see what else. I mean, obviously Jags, Jets, that's a lock. Wilson, Lawrence. Um, Which, what, when did the, I don't understand how Wilson just jumped up the board <laughs> all of a sudden. Like oh. I remember it was Fields or that Wilson. got all the attention, and all of a sudden Zach Wilson. Oh, he's the uh, he's a lock at number two. Like I don't. When did that? It just confuses me, man. Yeah, I don't I, during understand. the season, during the season, Fields, you know, was at the bottom. Like he was a lock in number two. Shoot, maybe even some mm-hmm. some people, crazy people out there, were putting him ahead of Lawrence. Yeah, because now Meyer. And now. Now it's like okay, well Zach Wilson's the lock in number two, and it's I don't know why, why? man. I really don't no. not understand. I I see the same things that I think I'll put Justin Fields over him because they both bring the same type of you know qualities in the quarterback position. Except I feel like Fields is bigger, no? Isn't he mm-hmm. a bigger quarterback? Yeah, he's he has, bigger. It's more of a prototype quarterback than Wilson. So I don't know, man, what they're seeing in Wilson. But that's just, the Jets would be the Jets. So. <laughs> I'm not saying he's gonna be bad. I just don't. I I don't understand how people think he's better than Fields. I agree. I know they can say that. Oh, he he's stuck on his first read. But I mean, you can develop him. It's it's not like he's he's a finished product right now. None of these guys are. But if I had to go, who's gonna have the best career? It's Fields. But I mean, hey, again, I feel like the Jets a couple years from now they're gonna be picking another quarterback. So um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But I, I don't know any if there's anything else. I feel like your your Falcons are gonna trade back to get a running back for sure. I don't feel like Najee Harris or uh, Travis Etienne are gonna last where you guys are at in the second round. So I you feel think like we'll trade guys, back in like with the Ravens or somebody. Yeah, they have two picks, so maybe they'll just want to you know collect more assets. And I don't know if they have a second round pick now. Maybe that's like the best team to trade with. If I were, uh, what's his name? Your GM? Terry, Terry Fontenot. Terry? I don't know how to say his yeah. last name. Yeah, I, you guys need a running back. I don't feel like you guys should bring back uh, Todd Gurley. Should, his arthritis in his knee is too much. Like, it, no, yeah, I agree. He's not healthy. What a, uh, what a big what if with Todd Gurley, man. It's a, it's a shame. He had such a bright future, and just that knee injury just derailed it. And we see it a lot. With running backs, you know, their careers are cut short, but um, yeah, I want to go ahead. I want to say this though if if we do trade down or get Kyle Pitts for some weird reason, Mm -hmm. um, and with our fourth pick, don't be surprised. And I'm gonna go ahead and say this right now don't be surprised. If we trade back with like the Ravens or like somebody like in the lower 20s, you know, Mm -hmm. our high 30s. To get um, Davis Mills, uh, uh, Davis Mills in the first. Yes, Ooh, don't I be don't surprised. I've that. I've been hearing buzz oh, no. that he's gonna be picked at the end of the first round. Wow. Um, and I'm not saying it's gonna be us, but just don't be surprised in general if mm. he gets picked and that's somewhere around that area in the first round. And I just want to point out that's just something you know that's just an if right now the Falcons might might trade back to get it get him. In the late first round. I don't know about Davis Mills. I, I love, in the first as a first round QB, uh, I've heard Kellen Mond too. I don't think that's that should happen either. But oh, I have not heard that. Wow, 
If that yeah, happens, that's, man. There's, there's some okay, buzz that's growing it, lately. It, if it's not Atlanta, who would it be then? I don't know anybody that's that high on Davis Mills. Honestly, I can definitely see the Bears doing it. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe not as high as where they're at, but. You're just you know. you're, you're you're bringing down Bears fans right now. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Maybe even the Bucks. I quite honestly, you know, the Bucks gotta start thinking about quarterback Brady. Ain't I know Brady's Brady, but Jesus Christ, yeah. he ain't gonna be playing for five years. Yeah, you know, he's got like a year or two left. So I might I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks do it at thirty-two. Davis Mills, wow. Somebody, you know, another yeah. a bold prediction right now. Six quarterbacks will be taken. Wait, is it three, six, four? No, is it five or six? Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Fields. Yeah, six, sure. six quarterbacks will be taken in the first round. So Mond and Mills? No, it's gonna be Lance, Mac Jones as two, Fields at three, mm-hmm. Wilson four, and then Lawrence at five. So yeah. So just five? Yeah, no, okay. six in total. Because it's Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, the first three. Mac Jones and mm-hmm. Trey Lance is five. And then you have like Mills or, you know, Knox or somebody that's going to be in the late first mm-hmm. round that's going to be picked. And okay. that's going to be six in total. Watch. That's my bold prediction. Yeah, I can see it. I, I, I don't understand it, but I can see it. <laughs> weird stuff always happens in the draft. It just upsets me, man. Like, I know the quarterback position is just like the most important. But man, like I just feel like sometimes these these teams just over evaluate these quarterbacks, and yeah. they want to go they want to go out and find that gem like Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, and you know it's just not gonna work out sometimes, man. Like really, like stop drafting these quarterbacks so high if they're not really, you know, supposed to be yeah, there. Like Jordan Love, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, like he should have been a day two quarterback, not a day one, especially yeah, with the man. Packers. I just like feel the like Packers. The Packers have no excuse. They need to get weapons for Aaron Rodgers, especially if they didn't sign anybody again in the offseason. You guys need to draft somebody. And unfortunately, I don't think they will, but they have to. I have them taking um, Bateman, I think. Yeah, Rashad Bateman. Yeah, from Minnesota. I see your mock draft right now. So they need to. It's just, you know, I don't know how what, what goes on in Green Bay. They're not a bad organization. They just have a bad front office. Like, I don't understand. And again, if Aaron Rodgers wasn't there, maybe it'd be a different story. Maybe I'd change my tune a little bit. But, um, yeah, they just don't help out their guy, which they maybe should because uh, he's probably on his way out. If they, if they again, they don't help him out. I get Adams is good. Jones is good. But they can't be the only two guys that you go to. Defenses take them away, and it happens, like, Eventually, it it runs out of steam like always. Again, they lost to the Bucks. The why? Because Adams can't be the only guy that's getting open. They lost to the Niners the year prior. Why? Because they don't have anybody besides Adams. It's just year in and year out they'll get to the NFC Championship or the second round and they'll lose because they don't have offensive weapons. Again, their defense isn't that good either. But Aaron Rodgers can't do it only with one or two guys. Like you need a group of guys like every other team has. So might as well trade up and get Kyle Pitts then. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, they should have took DK the year that uh they took Rashawn <laughs> Gary. I don't know. <laughs> there's a bunch Everybody of guys should take. DK, yeah, though. true, but there's a bunch of guys that they could have got at what was it, 14, 13, and they ended up taking a defensive lineman, which they didn't need, by the way. And ah, like you said, the teams, the, the, a lot of these teams like, like to get cute. And I don't the, like it, man. Yeah, teams that get cute, I mean, we know what happens to them. Like, 
the Bears, the football team, the uh, just a bunch of teams that the Patriots the past few years, the Patriots, <laughs> yeah, especially with what they've been doing. Nikhil Harry, Sony Michelle, which Sony Michelle had a good rookie year, but he can't catch the ball to save his life. Um, they could have got Lamar Jackson. They went offensive line and running back. Um, they traded back last year when they should have gotten. Maybe they should have drafted Jordan. I don't know, but they should have done something other than trading back and getting another safety, which Kyle Duggar was good. But, yeah, like you said, they need to be aggressive this year and get the person they want to get. Stop waiting. Stop trying to be cute. We know who's good in this draft. Just go ahead and get the the good players. Not, oh, we got a gem. Wait wait until you see what we do with this guy. Like, no. Okay, so before we, before we end this, I want to ask you if – Mac Jones goes three. Do they trade with the Falcons to get Fields at four? The Patriots. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's either gonna be you guys or, um, Detroit. Because from the sounds of it, you you, you keep saying that the Patriots love Justin Fields. That, and that's what I've been hearing. That's you, what I've been seeing and reading. I mean, do you do you think then? Because this is the thing. I don't see Fields dropping to seven at all, whether he goes to the Niners True. or the Falcons I don't, I don't or somebody that trades up with the Falcons to get Fields. Like, that's because I don't, because I don't see Miami trading with New England. That's I don't either. They're division, yeah. That's why division rivals. Agreed. I, I don't think Cincinnati's going to trade out up because they want Jamar Chase to to go. Yeah, with or Gilberto. or Panay, You know, one of the two. Um, yeah. So that's why I said um, seven because. Again, I don't, I don't know. I, maybe Justin Fields does get past those two picks, but but that's the thing is like I, I can see Miami trading with like Denver if Justin yeah. Fields is there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I feel like the Patriots really, if like you said, they got to be aggressive and go get the guy they want. They mm-hmm. have to do it with the Falcons because you can't play the waiting game with the Bengals and Dolphins to see who they do. Because you could easily make a trade with the Lions, and I'm pretty sure they can. They could pull the trigger right now if they want to to get the Lions pick, but. You know, I just don't know what the Falcons and the Dolphins are going to do, you know, and you might as well just trade up with the fourth pick to get him if you really yeah. wanted him. I'm telling you right now, if Justin Fields goes off the board at three, the, you're going to see the Patriots aren't going to trade up and they'll take whoever's there at 15 because that their, that's their guy. I know that's their guy. They're not going to settle for Trey Lance if they're not sold on Trey Lance. Like, Trey Lance is good, but – Justin Fields is their guy. I've seen, oh, they're doing their homework on Kyle Trask and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't care. Like, I, you're not fooling me. I know you like, I know you want Fields. Bill Belichick's trying to keep up with the way the NFL is now. And if yeah. that's the case, then Justin Fields is your guy. He's more polished. Trey Lance is a project. I don't think they want projects anymore. They need guys that are going to come in here. I know he's going to sit, but if, if and when Cam Newton gets benched, they need a guy for sure that can come in and say, hey, take us there. Well, actually, they had Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer. Like, no. <laughs> you remember that conversation? <laughs> yeah. So oh. so I just think um, it's going to be Fields, and if Fields gets taken by the Niners, they're not going to trade up, and they're going to go defense or whatever. And I, I just saw a report. They might use J.C. Jackson as trade bait to move up. That's that would be perfect trade bait for the Falcons who need corners. We do need corners. Oh man, I hope they. If that's the case, I'm willing to, to lose JC for Justin Fields. 
It's, take you know, take all the picks you need, bro. I I I want Fields on the Patriots. We'll and I know I mean, nobody it's else all wants coming them down there, to but, the Niners. Yeah. It's all coming down to what the Niners are gonna do. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, this is what makes the NFL draft exciting this year. I mean, I know I said it. I'm not. I'm more nervous than happy to see it <laughs> this year because you know yeah. the position we're at. But I'm surprised you're not in the position I am at with being nervous because you know the Patriots. I am, but I I just know. yeah I I don't know I. I'm nervous with our QB position. Everything else, I feel like we're fine. I get it. But like, receivers, that's the thing is, receivers is iffy as well. And I don't have faith in the receivers we picked up to think, oh, yeah, we, we're good. Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, we're fine. Like, no. That's but, the thing, though. It's like the Patriots. Who? Yeah. I don't know. Like, you, I know I would be nervous because you have this expectation that, you know, Justin Fields could be our guy if he doesn't go at three. He could be our guy, and then somehow Fields goes somewhere else mm-hmm. after you know the Niners pick somebody you know like Mac Jones, and I would just be so disappointed and pissed off. Oh, for sure, I was no. pissed off when they got Sony Michelle. Yeah, and Isaiah Wynn. We didn't need those picks, those positions, and they ended up picking them again. Nikhil Harry. I didn't want Nikhil Harry. I wanted AJ Brown or DK Metcalf. That was another pick where I was trying to see the positive but i was like fuck man we could have got one of the best receivers in this draft and we didn't and now it's biting us in the ass to this day yeah so yeah of course i'm nervous but i just feel like i'm already preparing for the worst and i know i i just have a gut feeling fields is gonna go three and all these hopes and aspirations that I have for the Patriots getting them is just gonna be out the window. We'll, we'll see, man. Thirty I'm, minutes into the draft, oh, it's gonna be over. Like, I'm I'm so hyped, dude, because we're watching this live, and yeah, I want to see your first hand reaction to whether Fields goes three or Fields drops, and you're gonna be like, "Oh shit, this might happen. This might happen." You know, yeah. so I'm hyped. I'm hyped for that um, specifically. Um, but oh, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous, but it's going to be an interesting draft this year because we really don't yeah. know after the first two picks where everyone else is going to go. Yeah, we'll see, man. It, it's going to be interesting. And like you said, we're going to watch that live. We're going to record our whole reaction. Maybe we go on, on YouTube live, uh, IG live. I don't know. We'll see. I'll fig- we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. But mm-hmm. um, I do for sure want to do that live. Last year, we did record a whole video and, you know, just – I got super busy. I couldn't edit it, and it was just too late to put up. So this year, that's not going to happen, and we're going to put up something. So you know, whether it's live or not, we're going to record it again. We're going to do the way we did. You remember how we did it the first eight picks, and we were like, what the hell are we doing? And then we did it the way we wanted to after that, and we're like, yeah. fuck. But, you know, we're going to do something for sure like we did, like we always do for the draft. So, uh yeah, I'm excited, man. We're, we're what, four days away? Yes, sir. So It'll be good. Yeah, so I'm excited. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else to say. You want to say any any other teams that you're expecting to make a big move or, or a shocking move or a stupid move? Um, I could see the Bears trading up to get Mac Jones if he's still there, like at, <laughs> at 11 or, you know, 12. You think they around. really like Mac Jones that much? I don't think they do, but I feel like – the the bears are pressured to do something after all those Russell Wilson rumors. Well, yeah, they might get Davis mills. Oh God. That happens. (laughs) Jesus. They might, you know, they're going to get a quarterback. I just don't know when my sleeper, a good player. And I don't want to take credit for this. My boy, Rod Tevin Jenkins 
Oh my god! Have you seen this kid's tape? I have from... not seen his oh tape, but I heard I've goodness. heard a lot of buzz about him. He is nasty. He's gonna be. I I feel like if something happens to so I feel like even then he's gonna challenge to well for the best oh, wow. lineman. He's gonna have a Makai Becton impact on the league. Like this <laughs> this dude is nasty, and I feel like he's gonna go to the Raiders because they got rid of all their O linemen. Mm-hmm. Maybe Chicago, maybe Miami, but he's gonna be nasty. You need to see tape on him, bro. It's yeah. it's it's something to watch. I'm like, wow. Cause at it's, first uh, I'm like, it's all line, yeah, whatever, you know. But it's like <laughs> Makai Becton level impact, the way the way he just pancakes dudes every single play. That's so. the thing though. It's funny thing you brought up the Raiders real quick. Um I do have them being the sleeper pick of the draft. Not Tevin Jenkins, though. I'm I'm going Michael Pearson's Parsons. Sorry. Oh, Parsons. Um, yeah, uh going to the Raiders. Yeah, they could do that. I mean, I don't know what the Raiders are doing. Yeah, I, I have no clue. They got rid of all their O linemen, they got rid of all their D linemen, and they let some of their receivers walk. So they I need, they need everything to be quite honest. Yeah, I don't know. Quarterback and running back. Yeah, I have no clue what the even quarterback is a question. With I heard Clark. they might even go up there and get one. We'll see. So I don't know, but There's yeah, rumors. I they could have traded Marcus Mariota and got some assets back. They didn't. They must see something in them that. We don't, but clearly yeah. not enough. If there's rumors, they might trade up to get one. So that's what I'm saying, though. Like I don't, I don't know what's going on with Mike Mayock and John Gruden. Like they started off pretty nice, but last year the Damon Arnett pick shocked both of us. Um, the Cleveland Farrell the year before that. Like I don't know how they they're drafting and their thought process, but I'm in, I, I just feel like they're gonna go. They're gonna rebuild this team again. And I don't know how long John Gruden has in the NFL because this is his last shot. Like the, he has no other, you know, destinations that he can go to if this doesn't work out in Vegas. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. It's gonna be an interesting day. Thursday, I'm gonna wear my Falcons bow tie and you know, my Falcons <laughs> shirt. So it's gonna be nice. We're gonna dress super nice for the Super Bowl or super for this draft. So. It, it, it's a Super Bowl for some teams because this is the is. most exciting it, it gets for them. It so. is for me this offseason, I'll tell you that. So, so yeah, guys, uh, like I said, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll make an announcement on what we're going to do, and we'll take it from there. But Yes, sir. Oh, man, it's it's crazy. Like, I feel like since we haven't done this in a while, we just, you know, we went longer than we usually do, but it was <laughs> it was good. We owed the people that, and hopefully you guys listen to all of it. I know we ranted a lot. I know we've talked a lot, a lot of yeah, different and topics. Yeah, I'll, but... I'll go ahead and, like, when I post this, I'll go ahead and, like, tell everybody. the the Like, if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, understand. But if you want to listen to something like the rant of boxing with Chavelas, mm-hmm. you know, we can always – I'll put in the mark where you can, like, go straight to it instead. Or, you know, if you want to hear some basketball talk, I'll put – a little mark there for you guys to just forward it to that. So if you want to go straight to the draft, I'll go ahead and put a mark there yeah. to listen to the draft as well. So you talking about like when we tweet it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Like I'll, I'll put in the what? marks of stuff. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but no, you're good. Um, okay. Yeah. No, but before we let it, everybody go, I just want to say thank y'all for your patience. Thank y'all for listening. Yeah, Appreciate for sure, guys. Yeah. I know it's been a rough two months for us, so not rough, but I mean busy, I guess. So. Yeah, I don't want you guys to think, oh, that that was quick, thirty-one episodes and they're done. Like, no, it was, schedules didn't line up. We were both moving, yes, sir. school, work, all that. So we're good now. We're gonna try to get our a consistent schedule out for you guys. So, yeah, we're gonna really work hard for this because I mean, we we started off strong. We got a lot of buzz and 
we kind of let it die down. So we got to grind and get, get back there. So I'm looking sure. forward to it. So yeah, guys, it's been a while since I've done the outro. I don't know if, if you have anything else to say. Julian, but, <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. But uh, yeah, make sure to follow our social medias. Uh, subscribe to Sports Inferno if you want. I know I haven't done anything on that either, but I'm going to try to get back on that as well. And I'm going to ask Julian to help me with that shit. So um, subscribe there. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Uh, get the vaccine if you can, if you want to. I don't know. There's a lot of different opinions. I'm not even going to talk about people that are saying they want it, they don't want it, whatever. But um, stay safe. Wear a mask. And yeah, we'll see y'all later. Peace. Peace.